now. Bachelor Nation on the After Reality Podcast Network. She is Kate Gunderson, and I am Spencer Kitley, and this is After Reality. Welcome back to the Bachelor Nation podcast on the After Reality Podcast Network, presented to you by our partners at Fantasy for Reality, Fantasy the Normal for Reality.com, where this week the new Survivor game starts, and next week the new Bachelor in Paradise game starts. Kate needs to Kate needs to rank her people and sign up. I'm all ready to go. I got them ready to go. I'm excited to play. It's Paradise season. Couldn't be more excited. But before we get to that final episode here of the dual bachelorettes and i couldn't be more excited for it to be complete kate what (laughs) is the good word the good word is it didn't need to be three hours but i was fully entertained um lots of thoughts and opinions uh they were pretty savage at some points once again it it shows that i don't know how much is being produced and how much is being quote-unquote led by rachel and gabby but um i'm ready to chat about it a lot of people from not fan-based Bachelor Nation, members of the actual Bachelor Nation, not real happy with production last night. Um, it's as confusing. I, it's like it's like there's nobody driving the ship. It's yeah, And like the fact that we'll get to it, Rachel leaves halfway through and Jesse keeps talking about it. It's like, well, if that wasn't planned, get her back in the studio. Or if that was planned, stop acting like it wasn't planned. I think she just left. Like I'm like, you. she had a responsibility to be there. You could have made her come sit there. Right. I'm sure it's in your contract. <laughs> but also didn't really make sense to make her come sit there the rest of the way either. Cause what was she going to contribute? Because she, yeah. she and her family both looked like they would rather be anywhere other than there. Oh my uh, God. Her dad was just trying to like burn everyone through their TV screens with his eyes. <laughs> um, we are going to get into that. We'll probably touch on some favorites for paradise uh at the end yeah. uh, um but let's get into this before we do though i want to remind everybody to follow us on twitter at after reality pod like the after reality tv podcast page on facebook follow us on instagram after reality podcast subscribe wherever you are listening now or wherever you like your podcast spotify apple google amazon or stitcher or you can check us out on our website after reality podcasts so we come into this thing and we've done it all season so i'll do it again today whose team are you on after this final episode. The only season team to be on is Gabby's. I know you don't love that, but the, the Rachel thing just, you know, crashed and burned. Um, so I, I guess there's more teams to be on this week. You could be on Team Rachel. You could be on Team Gabby. Maybe somebody might be on Team Zach. Or maybe you're just on Team Paradise. Which if that I think a, most people are on Team Paradise. If that's a choice, I'm taking it. But, like, there's no other choice other than the two women. Uh, yeah, I have to take Gabby because I would be fine if I never see Rachel ever again after this episode. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. A very somber opening to the television show. Jesse's in the in front of the live studio audience acting very, very uh, like uh, serious. And we're talking about Tino's indiscretions right off the bat and Eric sending damning text messages ahead of stepping out of the limo. Um, those messages to it. Uh, a quote X then and families are here. Rachel's family again, looks like they would be rather be anywhere in the world, but here and we'll get the two bachelorettes coming in. Gabby is dressed as a stripper and Rachel a little bit smilier than she was on the last episode for a short bit. 
Um, but you texted me last night as you were starting to watch. I'd already finished watching. And you were like, did we really just lead with social media receipts on the show? I know that was, I honestly thought I had missed something. I was like, was there an episode yesterday I missed where they acknowledged this and talked about it? Um, and I had to text you to confirm, but no, they are, I think kind of breaking that fourth wall again, acknowledging that everybody on social media has already been spoiled. First of all, and acknowledging that everyone already knows the gossip, which I don't know if everybody did know the gossip. Um, right. Being yeah. the, the first one being that Rachel and Tino, um, kind of are broken up already and like they got engaged and then broke up already because he quote unquote cheated, which we'll get into. I, and, I, I didn't know anything about that whatsoever. Right. So well, like people for people like you, were you just flabbergasted? Cause I obviously, I knew it in preparation for this podcast. I was going to bring it up after we talked about everything. Yeah. I mean, I saw them yelling at each other on the previews for last week for this week, but didn't, didn't know anything of it. Didn't know if they were going to get engaged. Um, one thing I, I'll mention here because you, you didn't see the last couple minutes of the episode. And yeah. since, since you mentioned like they're letting us in on something, the way Jesse Palmer closed the final hour, he said, we all know this has been a tough season. We did learn a lot of valuable lessons. Bachelor Nation, we hear you and we love you. So it was almost like, Hey, we know things didn't go super well here. Like this, we screwed up. like we screwed up the season. It was kind of an acknowledgement of, of like, yeah. hey, we, we learned a lot, which is what I said last week, right? If they do two, yeah. ba- two again, that it's either because they learned a lot and can be improved upon it, it right. yeah. or, or it's no way they'll ever do it again. Why would you say we love you? I, mean, I think it was just like, hey, we heard you. We love yeah. you. We appreciate you. Like, yeah. thanks for your feedback. Like we're listening to you, we're paying attention. Yeah, we're, it does. Yeah, it does seem like they are paying attention more than they've paid attention, and they're and as we just saw, they're acknowledging all of the social media chatter, the Twitter chatter. They're acknowledging that this is now part of the show, which is a little bit of a Love Island move too. We can talk about it at the very, very end when we talk about how you know the audience got to choose who got the first impression rose. Um, but that's very Love Island where you can vote to keep people on each week. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if they're going that direction. I, I think it is interesting. And I'm I'm curious what the influence is that introduces that, right? Like, is I don't think it's the new host, Jesse, wanting to do that. Although he is from more of a newsier side of things in the sports world where, like, they acknowledge everything, right? Um Maybe it's new. Maybe it's something new in production. I don't know. I don't know how much. Well, there is a new producer, but I don't know when the producer switched. It might have been like a season or two ago, but it is a new producer. Yeah. Elon has been gone for a couple of years now. Okay. Uh, so, so I'm not sure kind of how that all fits in, but uh, let's, let's go ahead and get into, to the episode uh, where we, we came in and we picked up with, Eric wanting to date Gabby, right? That was the the the, the hangover. Um, to where I was like, heaven forbid he want to date her, um, but she needs him to propose, right? And, and kind of here on this hotel balcony, peering through the curtains, looking at them, and he talks about wanting it to work, wanting to figure it out, wanting to try, and she just wants to leave here engaged, and she only wants that engagement if it's with Eric. Um, and this ends finally with her kind of come into her senses a little bit and is like apologizing for being dramatic. And then we don't see them for a really long time <laughs> on this episode after that. Oh uh, yeah. And then, then it's like the Tino show. Yeah. 
which we switch over to Rachel walking down a hallway to go see Tino in the frumpiest outfit I've ever seen. <laughs> Tino did not really look good. I like this whole episode. Um, you know, but this is but this is Rachel's outfit. Oh, Rachel's outfit. Wait, what was she wearing? She's wearing like black MC Hammer pants and some awful gaudy jacket. And when Tino, oh, yeah, I wasn't op- paying attention to that. I do have comments about other outfits during this episode, but I wasn't paying attention to that. Yeah. Well, you did. I didn't give you a chance to comment on my my evaluation of Gabby's um, being naked. That's exactly what I wrote as well. She her her, st- her stripper outfit that she was wearing. Yeah, and I actually watched with my my parents are in town, so I watched with my parents who like don't watch the bachelor or anything like it and my dad is like who is that stripper (laughs) (laughs) um and i was like i had to explain that gabby's preferred style is no clothing and rachel's is mother of the bride have you noted just not from like the the instagram stuff but just from like the filming video versus the studio video how much more, how much even skinnier Gabby is from. So I know I'm like, I hope she's okay. And she's like eating it up. Cause I feel like um, she definitely got skinnier from Clayton's season as well. Like, even though she was so tiny there. Yeah. So anyway, when Tino does see R- Rachel in this frumpy outfit, he looks at her and he goes, wow, which was my exact thought as well, but um, not in a good <laughs> way. <laughs> and he's, this goes well. He's raving about her family being nice and great. And she thinks it went well. And she tells him that he's the only one there. And that, that. And he has no reaction. Did you see that? I thought it landed well. He, I mean, he, his face was like blank for a good 30 seconds. And then and the kids. Like, and he was like, that's great. Right? Yeah. But that's it. It was very weird yeah. for me. And pretty pretty quickly we're at the proposal. Like, where she yeah. gushes about how he is everything she ever wanted. And she spews every cliche imaginable. Right. It was really foreshadowing or, or kind of like setting them up for failure. You knew that something bad was coming based yeah. on how many clips of her gushing the, the producers were putting up there. Yeah. I mean, and how this would be so hard, but she would do it over a million times to end up with him. Can't imagine not- it, it going wrong. Can't believe we're living our dream. Yeah, um, sure. Some really good tidbits uh, before it all crashed and burned. And she's madly in love with him. And it all feels very rehearsed. And Tino, yes. Tino says, I know you've been blindsided in the past. Oh, this was dirty. And the thing you I want to start your proposal that way. The last thing I want to do is break your heart. There's something I have to say. And I like, I was like, oh, here we go. Like, this, he's going to crush her right here. But then he says, this is never going away. And old Tino, Tino has the Neil Lane box. We don't even get Neil Lane, though. I know. I think because there was too much content, they had to cut out the Neil Lane. But I have a few comments on this. Um, do you think the producers like get them to do this, like this, this speech that mis- is misleading at first and like they have to do it? Or do you think someone's like, oh, I'm going to propose to the love of my life. And for the first 30 seconds, I'm going to give her a heart attack. And that's a great way to start a relationship. <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> like, even if you think it'll be funny, even if you're a funny guy, you still don't do that. And neither of them are funny, but they both did it. And it was like, OK, well, I'm, I'm pretty convinced that the, the maybe the producer said, hey, you have to say it this way so that people don't, you know, so that we can use it in the promos um, without, you know, people you know, figuring it out or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of the same as I love you. Everything's so great. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, but on your Neil Lane, yeah, Neil Lane, not there. Although Jesse did make a point to say his name um, when they cut to him. Um, but I will say. Was Neil Lane in the studio? He did in the studio. He said something about Neil Lane, which I caught. Um, I just didn't know if Neil was actually. In no, the he studio. wasn't. Okay. He wasn't. But I will say these rings were the best rings they've ever had. The oh. rings are normally so, so tacky. And these rings were solitaire, gold bands, and one was rectangle or emerald cut, and one was 
oval, like just chef's kiss, perfect rings. That's exactly what all guys should be getting for their girls. Okay. You heard it here first. Exactly. Kate's ring advice. Well, Neil Lane is always so tacky with all the extra diamonds and the wraparound and the halos and the bands. And so finally they've caught up to modern trends. Yeah. Well, your next job will be working for Neil Lane on his ring designs. And (laughs) anyhow, we, we did have a proposal. Her parents in the studio could not look more displeased as this happening. And like, we all, if you, if you don't know what to expect, you know what to expect already. Mm -hmm. Um, so what has happened since? Um, she talks about, hey, I'm feeling like I truly found my person. But around the time of the premiere, we started going through a difficult time. And I've had some difficulties, but through it all, I always tried. And she was not feeling the support she felt like she needed from Tino. And it took some time to f- try to figure it out and move forward. And they had moved forward, but it didn't turn out that way. All very vague, right? And a couple yeah. weeks after things got better, things got worse. Tino inquired about her past relationship and things coming to light, which I didn't feel like we poked at that a whole lot. Um, And she slowly learned more and more and somehow things didn't work out and he cheated on her. Uh, And Jesse looks at her and says, Rachel, are you doing okay? She goes, no. (laughs) (laughs) I liked that. She's like, no, and you're not making it any better, Jesse, by making me relive this in front of millions of people. Um, She was about to cry the whole time. She used the word difficult, I think, 12 times. Um, And when she was saying that she tried, I think she was trying to imply that Tino wasn't trying. Um, But I have lots of thoughts on this once they bring Tino out. Yeah, so she she does get to confront Tino in person. And Jesse warns us. Jesse's getting really good at warning us, right? Tells us this is rough. But and, and actually, this is like when they met up at some Airbnb because it's obviously not one of their houses. Yes, it was a very cute Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. um, but first, Gabby, first Gabby comes over to visit Rachel, and and Gabby's wearing her ring then, so that they didn't hide that. I know. I, I wrote that spoiler. Gabby's wearing her ring, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, kind of bar- kind of buried the lead there. <laughs> exactly. And, and enter Tino, who looks awful, and he's and I write I wrote down he's either brought a Bible or a diary with him, and. And it's awkward from the jump. The moment he walks in, it's, uh, he's like, um, can, can I come in? <laughs> and he uses some of the same terminology here as he does in the studio, but he describes it, what happened as tiny and how there was a girl in, in passing from before the show. He didn't want to muddy the waters before the show. The show ends. They run into each other at the bar. Like, hey, we got a lot of catching up to do. And then premiere week where he called Rachel and there was some stuff that he had heard that week and that Rachel told him how, um, and he, that I think he told Rachel how that had hurt him a lot. And Rachel yeah. said like, she didn't know things were going to, uh, work, the, work out the way they did. And, and she couldn't do the happy couples weekend. She didn't want to wear a ring. If she did do the happy couples weekend, she wasn't going to sleep there. She didn't want to go to therapy. These are all things he's saying. And some of yeah. them he's reading out of his, his diary. His receipts, yeah. Yeah. And but she says, never she says, never once did we say that we were broken up. And I don't think he ever said that they were broken up either. No. And he confirmed that, um, which is interesting because leading up to this episode, there obviously the rumors had come out about Tino and Rachel, and there were people on social media saying, Oh, but they were on a break, kind of like via Rachel Ross from Friends kind of situation. But um, this episode actually contradicted that and said, No, both of them confirmed that they weren't on a break. 
Um, yeah. Well, and so she says, "Hey, like the, the, what was going on had nothing to do with you or us or our relationship. It was stuff that I had going on. Like, yeah, I guess her being insecure with watching the show. I that's what five hundred percent. I my take is the woman, and there's a woman knowing." what people were saying about Rachel on, on Twitter and Instagram and knowing like all the insecurities that come with this. I think she was just like straight up depressed and insecure and having like a really bad week. And she probably just wanted him to like be super supportive and tell her she was pretty and like, tell her it's going to be okay and tell her it's all great. And instead it sounds like he kind of like took it personally. And I think this just blatantly shows that both of them are like too immature for a relationship. She shouldn't have to depend on someone else to like you know pick her up that much um but i get it and he shouldn't immediately you know assume the world is ending and this is all about him when it was just her like obviously it sounds like that first week her needing like a boyfriend to be supportive and she was just in a bad mood you know what i mean and she's like no i don't want to do that i don't want to do this i'm in a bad mood um and it sounds like he took it very personally it does sound like she told him that she didn't want to wear his ring and then he cheated on her um he says it was a one-time kiss he wants to know if they and finally like i appreciated the question he wants to know like hey like can we ever be together like yeah like do we need to keep having this conversation or not right and and she says that he owes or he owes her a lot of answers or i almost feel like he said it the other way around like that she owed him answers but they both seem to want answers. I think what she really wanted, I think this could have gone a different way. Cause if he had just come in and groveled, I think she just wanted him to grovel and be like, I was the worst. It was such a mistake. I love you so much. And I think then maybe she would have given him an inch and this could have maybe survived. But the second he came in trying to justify his actions and let me, let me be clear as a woman who has been cheated on, there's no justification for cheating. So like all of this was kind of wasted television. Cause I was like, why are we even talking about why it's justified because it's just not justified um but i think like if 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 he had come in and played that part i think she maybe would have taken him back but he you know he kind of victim blamed and tried to talk his way out of it yeah so he goes outside and he's talking to producers he's like holding his microphone thinking that it doesn't work that way and saying like hey she's throwing me under the bus she's just, just here to want to beat me up he's crying to the producer saying she she won't like i I want her to just like break up with me, which yeah, I feel like they're kind of broken up already at this point. But and he comes back and was like, "What do you want out of this?" And and she tells him like, "Hey, you're turning things around on me." He yeah. says, "Hey, I want to own those things," but she says that uh, he told the other girl that he was engaged while while now he's saying to her that they were broken up and. Yeah all these things. And it, it's really confusing. She's getting angry, accusing him of not telling the truth. He steps outside again. This time he like halfway takes his shirt off and is making a phone call to someone, which is weird. Really, he was calling. That was weird. Like his parents. I don't it's know. Like mom. Like his I, I, therapist, I don't know. his best friend. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know who you like, like no, no doubt. Like say whatever you want to about Tino. Like the dude was really upset. Like, yeah, that's not in question. Um, and and I, I want to ask this question and I, and I don't know if it's better here or if we want to talk about the rest of it. So I'll ask the question and then you tell me if you want to talk about it now, or if you want to talk about it later, I want to talk about like, I don't want to talk about right or wrong with Tino cheating. Cause we know that that is wrong, but mm-hmm. I, w- I want to talk about like 
the way he's getting treated quote here and then later on like what maybe it's better for two thoughts on it. What, what are your thoughts at this point on the way things are going for him I think she just wants to fight. I think she's just hurt. She's embarrassed. She's humiliated, which as you remember, I think is like her entire goal was to not be humiliated and embarrassed on this season. 100%. Yeah. And so like her worst nightmare has come true. And I think she just, she just like wants a fight. She really like is just angry. Um, And I think he just needs to give up and stop trying to make it work because there's no scenario really like the very little scenario where you can cheat on someone publicly and then they don't feel dumb. You know, like they ha- they almost have to break up with you then. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. This doesn't diverge from the way she treated Zach and Avon, though. Um, and in the sense of, like, I, I want to put this all on you. Even if you are occasionally, not all the time, occasionally saying the right stuff. Um, I felt like she wanted to just bury and embarrass him. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly what, and I I think that's why I don't think Rachel was ready for this role or the show is her, she wasn't finding love. She was like avoiding embarrassment. She she was more interested in trying to be the bachelorette than trying to find a relationship. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, and being a good bachelorette and not being embarrassed again, like she was in Clayton season and it backfired. She was obviously embarrassed. She, she's embarrassed by what happened. Which in Gabby seemingly was not interested in being a good bachelorette. Right, exactly. And, um, ultimately, he says he's sorry. He pleads to, to make things work. Like, also, like, I'm like, why are you still asking? Like, just leave. Um, and he wants it to work, which finally she's like, I'm done. And then doubles down, I'm done. He leaves. We go to the studio. Yeah. And what an awkward interview with Jesse and I, I guess Rachel. And then we get Tina. I would have actually, I, I would have liked to have seen Tino out there first with Jesse. Yeah. Well, and once again, it was just the same thing. I think this is why most people felt like it didn't have to be three hours is the fight in the Airbnb and then the fight in the studio. Was yeah, we got it. Fight. We got it twice, right? And it was never going to, nothing was ever going to happen. They weren't, they both weren't going to get what they want. Cause like Rachel just wants to hit him and Tino wants to be, wants to go back in time and not be embarrassed. Yeah. A lot of them former member not for, former people on the on, on these shows so members of bachelor nation are upset with like hey like not siding with tino for cheating on her but upset with like the way production let this just like let's just keep kicking him as many times as possible while he's laying on the ground right exactly like, um and they and production did him dirty by the end with the whole Avon thing like that is I wrote down literally my yeah. publicly humiliated Tino. <laughs> yeah, you, you could have pulled him off the stage first. Yeah. There's a lot you could have done there. I also do love like right before, you know, like they're just running in circles. They're having the same fight. Rachel gives Jesse like a look that could kill. Um, and that's when Jesse finally is like, okay, well, um, yeah. Or well, he, 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 well, he looks at and, and he goes, are we done? Like, <laughs> Like, like there was almost a predetermined, like, you're going to tell me when you're done eviscerating this guy and then we'll be done. Which yes, I know. I, it, I, it which I, like I don't, I don't like, I don't like it at all. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, they just, Tino, T, Tino, after they bring Avon out and he, you know, take whisks Rachel away. Tino is like, just like, am I done here? Like, are like, you guys done humiliating me? Yeah, um, I mean, ruining my life. <laughs> Yeah, so just real quick on Tino in the studio, like a full apology, apologize for, for the way he was putting blame on her, apologizes for not and taking he did. accountability. He did a good job there. 
and again, just like she did with her other guys, she's asking him if he wants to like, Hey, do you want to go there? Do you want to yeah. go there and air out the other dirty laundry? The like the same Zach stuff. And yeah. like, and then apparently production cut out key moments from their conversation at that house. And apparently very personal things occurred. Yeah. What do you think that was? Do you have any gossip? I haven't found anything. I don't have any gossip. I have an outlandish theory that I dreamed up Ooh. all on my own. Okay. I want to hear. I love those. I live was, for those. Was she pregnant? No. Like, was no. there something more, more to the story going on? Was that, she, was she also at, uh, cheating on him? No. Like there's something out there that like, I, mean, I bet it's not as bad as any of those things. I bet it's like something that she thinks is overblown in her head, you know? I mean, he keeps pretty eloquently, I feel like at this point, saying like what needs to be said, taking accountability, and it's not good enough. She just wants to like burn him further, which yeah. is what I like. It could have stopped several times and and it didn't. And that was the problem I had here. Like yes. we, we, we get the idea. The horse has been dead for 30 minutes. We don't need to, we don't need to watch it anymore. Uh, but she doesn't want to accept it. She just wants to keep dragging him and dragging him. And it's like a seek and destroy mission. And it sure seems like something is bigger to the story and we're just not getting it. Yeah, I think so too. We'll have to do some, I'll do some research. Maybe reality Steve has something on it. Yeah. Or, or like, I don't do bachelor Reddit. I know that it's a thing. Um, oh, so, we probably should. That's like our, um, yeah, I just don't like, I don't like, I don't, right? I don't like going into those places because you're, you're on the chance of running into spoilers and I don't like spoilers. Yeah, exactly. I know, me too. But maybe we could look now. Yeah, and hopefully we don't run into paradise. (laughs) Right. Uh, But that Avon thing, like, like he asked, "Hey, do you want to go somewhere and catch up?" And off they go. And here sits, here stands Dino in a really odd moment with Jesse having to do a on camera stand up with Tino kind of standing right there. And Jesse's like, this is so awkward. Like, I love that Jesse said that twice. I actually think Jesse's a phenomenal host. Cause he's like really funny and calls like out the elephant in the room. Yeah. And that ends Rachel. Like, so wait, question. Do you think that was Avon's idea or production's idea? Um, they might've floated it to him or he might've floated it to them. I don't know. Yeah. It, it was, it at least made her smile, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then she actually left and they acted like they couldn't, I don't know, like get her back. <laughs> yeah, maybe they actually left the studio, but we there had to be like press and stuff she had to do also. Yeah. So I don't know. That ends her on the show. I'm pretty sure that ends us ever seeing her again. Yeah. Which like I'm completely fine with for someone who rode on her team for most of the year. I'm, I'm done with Rachel. Yeah, she posted a cute, like, Instagram reel or TikTok um, that's just, like, about, like, uh, it's some some voiceover saying, like, love is everywhere if you actually look for it. And then it's a bunch of pictures of, like, her with her friends and her family and with Gabby. So I think she's doing okay. I think she's healing um, and uh, getting getting the, you know, the time she needs to heal from this traumatic experience for herself. We we won't be seeing her on Paradise, I don't think. I mean, rarely yeah. do you see a lead there. Oh, wait, no, no. They do. I mean, no, she apparently shows up. Oh, well, not as a contestant. No, no, no. As like um, someone giving advice, I guess. I don't know. Or a friend. This is how you burn guys at the stake. Yeah, exactly. Anyhow, let's go to Gabby. Um, Got Gabby, Jesse, watching Eric propose, all accompanied by the sounds of the white peacock who keeps coming back. That was really funny. Like, really? And like, 
I've told you there's peacock in my neighborhood. So I know very well what peacock sounds like. And I'm like, that's right. the peacock. <laughs> and she pours her heart out. Eric has a lot he wants to say. She deserves someone that's a hundred percent, which again, was was there gonna be a but? But he wants <laughs> that person to be her. They get engaged. And for the first time ever, we see the happy couple right away on a motorcycle. Yes, that was funny. Did so, he show up on a motorcycle? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know the relevance there. Uh, we do. Jesse lets us know, hey, like everything hasn't been rosy, trying to paint a grim picture of, of Eric from the last couple of months. And he, right. he comes out on stage, they make out. His mullet is slightly better, but still pretty bad. And in addition to Gabby looking really thin, he looks very thin as well. Did you notice Maybe. that? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, maybe like the show just kind of gets in your head and it adds 10 pounds. And, and I mean, we see it with celebrities all the time as well. So are they starving? I mean, the camera yeah, adds know. 10 pounds. Like, so like, that means they're really skinny. Exactly. Yeah. If you look skinny on TV, it means you look really skinny. Jesse offers Grandpa John the, the bachelor job, seemingly. And they and say no, which I wonder why. He says no. And, and Gabby says, Gabby uses a word that I'm not familiar with. Definite. Oh my God. I love that word. I didn't hear that, but I'm now going to use that for the rest of my life. I've, I've never heard that before. Definitely not. <laughs> well, and so how is the relationship going? He tells us his story, how he had come to California ahead of the show. He'd met this girl that kind of dated. He handled it poorly. He didn't see a long-term connection. He let her on. He didn't break up with her and he calls it a mistake. And then there's some texts that are shared live. In the I can't studio believe they the actually shared it. Which, and like he had said, like, hey, the show's not real. Obviously, like, people think that. They go on the show, and then they have their mind changed because they get into this social experiment. And, and seemingly, at least temporarily, for some of them, works. Uh, and I mean, he I, did, I actually it, thought, I so my take on this is he, I don't know if it was Gabby or if it was, like, a PR team that helped him. He handled this beautifully because he basically implied he also, yeah, sure. People go on the show for their career. He like kind of glossed right over that, or he implied, "Hey, maybe I only said th- said that to let her down easy." Do you know what I mean? He was kind of saying, like, guys, maybe I said all of that stuff in the text because I was too afraid to dump her, so I just said, "Oh, it's not real. I'm doing it for my career." Blah 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 blah. It was actually like brilliant, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely had a had some help with yeah. with what what was going on there. I mean, he's had a little bit of time to prepare for it. He owns it pretty eloquently talks yeah. about wanting to be with Gabby forever. And also like production, Jesse didn't push him. They weren't trying yeah. to burn him. They want to have some success, right? They're not going to go hard on him yeah. and seems like everything's on the up and up and going well. And he's like, yeah, I'd even told Gabby about these text messages. I'm like, I know that was like, also good but, of him. Like when, did you think, oh, like, by the way, like, the girl must have started texting him and saying, like, I'm going to take you down. And Yeah, she must have also, like, reached out to him after the show ended or something like that. And was like, hey, I'm... And so he was like, oh, well, I better get out in front of this before it goes public. Right. Well. Or maybe he maybe he brought it up after the whole blackface thing, and she was probably like, hey, is there anything else? <laughs> and he was like, oh, maybe this. Yeah, it's like, I'm getting blackmailed over here by some girl I dated Right. Somewhat exactly. briefly, I guess. Anyhow, anything else on th- these two bachelorettes before we move on? 
Yeah, actually, my one thought, and I don't know if you saw this, but I follow Tommy um, on Instagram, and he did call out the fact that, yes, production did a good job, you know, making Eric to address the rumors, but they didn't make him talk about the whole blackface thing, which he has already publicly apologized for and addressed on Instagram. And so I think some folks, especially the diverse community, you know, of past contestants, um, thought that they weren't happy with production about that as well. Um, they were like, hey, if you're going to make him address the rumors, make him address all the rumors. Um, and the one about race, especially when, you know, the Bachelor franchise has found itself in this um, position, you know, in the race discussion. So I thought that was interesting that they glossed over that. Who, quickly, who is Tommy? Tommy, best, Becca's Tommy. Oh, Thomas. Six foot, six foot seven Tommy. Oh, okay. He got yeah. out. Did, did you know he's tall? Because he's, he's mixed, I believe. But or he's, he he's, he's tall, right? Yeah. I, he's, I, I, I think he, well, I can't remember if he's tall, but I know that he's dating Becca or okay. engaged. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and but then, yeah, so he was the one, he did a, he did a, a story on it um, that I came across. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that they didn't have time to do that. Um, with I also think the doing. franchise just doesn't want to be part of that conversation anymore as they like accidentally found themselves in it. Right. Um, which is fine. Like that's not what the show is about. Do you know what I mean? No, it's, it's reality TV. It's not about yeah. putting good people on television. Right. Right. Exactly. And so I think the show is like being like, Hey guys, like we're, but I, I get that we are part of the conversation, but I think they're trying to distance themselves from it. And they're like, just see us for what we are. So the, the bachelor franchise is not intended to be America's moral compass. Is that what you're telling me? Exactly. Yeah, okay. I hope it's not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Um, new bachelor is Zach, which we, talked about last week and as in disparity still as goofy as we thought um still well spoken but goofy yeah I, I thought i'm i thought zach was so cringe personally um i hope they put a great seems, cast around him he seems awkward he is also it's like yeah. like that's the realest it's gonna get right like yeah you're a, you're on live tv in a full of okay a, yeah, yeah i see what you're saying like, people like it's a lot easier with just twenty five girls that want to date you, right? Right, right, right. You're saying like Kate, you wouldn't have done that much better on stage <laughs> in front of millions of people. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Sean Love still super corny himself, and he might be a really good comp for Zach. What? Like, so what is? Um, yeah. So what are they doing there? I never watched Sean Lowe's season, so, so I don't know anything. So Sean Lowe is the only successful bachelor of all time. No way. He's like, yeah, he's the only lead to end up with. Married to the person that he proposed to at the end of the show. Fascinating. So I mean, and do you think he's going to be like on the show a lot? No, they, 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 they said they bring him back every now and then. Um, okay. I mean, Ari ended up with his number two, right? Jason Mesnick right. ended up with his number two. Oh, um, right. There's still, I guess, Matt, James, Rachel, Hope, right? Because okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still hope there. Um, Clayton and Susie, I guess there's still hope there. Hmm. Everything else, there's 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 some success on the Bachelorette side. And, yeah, although and, what I found hilarious is that the three Bachelorettes that they you know asked advice from, um, none of them ended up with their main guys. Yeah, uh, so I thought that was kind of funny. Two of them are engaged to members of Bachelor Nation. Right, exactly. Actually, but that was more. I don't know if yeah. Caitlin's actually engaged to Jason or not. I know that. No, they're engaged. Oh, they they're are. engaged. Okay. Yeah. But on the on the on the Bachelorette side, there's JoJo and Jordan. There's Trisha and Ryan. Um, I might be missing some other I ones. Don't know if you are. Um, but 
a lot of paradise couples. Yeah, there, are, there are a lot of paradise couples for sure. Um, I was just punching up the list real quick to to do a quick check of my 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 memory and uh, Hannah not with her guy, Claire not with her guy, Tasha not with her guy anymore. Right, Tasha and Zach broke up, didn't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Are Katie and Blake together? Blake's not with. No, her, no, right? no. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my god. How can you be this far behind? <laughs> uh, and then Katie got with John, oh, and then right. her and John broke up and got back together and broke up and got back together and broke oh, up. Oh, I, I left that one. Rachel and Brian are, are married. Oh yes, they're good. So Rachel and Brian, JoJo and Jordan, and interest in Ryan. Uh, so those are those not are- a lot of success in the pure bachelor. And I was telling my parents this, that like all the success comes from paradise, which is more realistic because instead of doing, you know, six dates over six weeks or whatever, you get to hang out every day, right? You have 24 seven with someone for, for six weeks, um, which yeah. is much more realistic. So still some hope on the bachelor side with a couple of those more recent couples. Yeah. Um, and I hope to put a great cast around Zach. Um, his journey is starting now. The art department swoops in. Some women are there. Um, there's this whole America's first impression rose. So not the first impression rose. America's first impression rose. Yeah. And really only Central and Eastern time zone. Uh, I know. Rose. When is he going to fix that for me? It's really bummer. And that's live TV. That's, I mean, they, they, would, they, could, they could fix it by showing you The Bachelorette at 5 p.m. on the West Coast. Yeah, I would do that. <laughs> yeah. So there's Brooklyn. Who's 25 from Mineola, Texas, which is a tiny town in East Texas. Okay. And she is bleeped right off the bat by, I don't know what she said. And we did just learn that Zach lives in Texas. All along, I thought Zach, all along, I thought he was, I knew it from California and soon he lived there. Like, I was like, where does Zach live? And does, like, does he maybe live here in Austin? I, I completely agree. I thought he lived in, in uh, California, SoCal as well. Zach Shallcross. Um, he apparently transformed when he moved from California to Texas. And I'm going to have to do some, some research on this, but where? Oh, he's, he's, he oh, he's, he, he, he he's does, a town executive. He, he does live here. He lives in Austin. How do I not he's know this? Guy. Oh, he's at Oracle. Oh my God. We probably have so many common connections with him. Right. He's an, he's an AE at Oracle. All right. We got to get on this. Although, right. although he's going to be busy for the next few months. Right. Exactly. But, um, Brianna, she's the entrepreneur from New Jersey. Um, she takes the Polaroid selfie with him. She kind of carries on more of a conversation than anyone else does with him. Bailey, a 28 year old executive recruiter from, uh, Nash Vegas, Tennessee, but lives in California. Remember my name on the daily. I'm thinking about Bailey. Cat, who looks like an absolute crazy person, Kate. She does. She does look, and she taught, and she seems like an absolute crazy person. Like it, she's a professional dancer from New York, and she has big hair and big eyes and big personality and big mannerisms. She seems drunk and crazy, and there's no way on earth that this woman is 26 years old. <laughs> like she, she might be doing good to be 36. Like I, I wasn't buying that. Right. And, exactly. And. Yeah, that that's not working out. She's going home on the first night. I like I was scared. Yes. Uh, and then there was Christ- Christina Mandrell, full name, twenty six years old, a content creator from Hendersonville, Tennessee, related to Barbara Mandrell. Don't know. Looked Who's around. Barbara and, Mandrell. Oh, Barbara Mandrell is a very famous singer from um, 
1960s, 70s, 80s. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, American country singer, Barbara Mandrell. Uh, she's 73 years old now. Hmm. And she was also an actress, but was one of the most successful country singers uh, of the 70s and 80s. Six number one singles, 25 top 10 singles. Just reading through her, her bio a little bit. So I don't know um, if they're related, but huh. interesting that they're giving us her last name. Interesting. And she brought airplane bottles of Jack Daniels. Yes, she's trying to show the world that she is a cool chick. Yeah, I, I'm from Tennessee, and I brought you some Tennessee whiskey. Exactly. Uh, and then Jesse didn't like this, embarrasses Zach, and asks him if he knows anyone's name. Why did you do that? Oh, my God, that was hilarious. Um, and once again, like, yeah, I think you're right. He's in front of millions of people. He's like, I can barely, like, stand up right now. Um, he definitely he definitely regrets not remembering anyone's name. Yeah. Um, first impression rose from America. Kate, did you have a pick? Or your, a oh my pick? God. My only pick was Brianna. Is that who got it? Um, yeah, Brianna got because- it. I, I was very, I, I was all in on Christina, the Jack Daniels girl. Uh, uh, but I just felt like she was too, like, a uh, what we call like a pick me girl. Um, she's a content creator. So I don't know if that means she's a, a Instagram influencer or if she yeah. actually like works for a, company no she's an instagram influencer 100 actually look look her up while we're here she reminds me of someone else from bachelor nation and i couldn't how does she spell it christina with a k or c C ch christina mandrell m-a-n-d-r-e-l-l and she reminds me of someone and i can't place it i think it's someone from bachelor nation and actually i think i did come up with who it was last night although now i'm looking at the photos she doesn't look the same as she did in the in the studio. I had originally thought she looked like Heather from, yeah, from, from yeah. Colton season, but I don't think that anymore. She's really trying to be a con a influencer. I mean, she has 40,000 followers, but how many did she get as of last night? Actually, how many did she have before that? I'll have to go and see what bachelor data says. Um, by the way, I looked up Zach on LinkedIn. I do have a mutual connection with him. Um, somebody who, I'm thinking was actually his boss at Oracle, somebody that we interviewed for a management role um, oh. not too long ago. But he's literally like, he's the he's the person that I would be like poaching from Oracle. He's a senior cloud technology AE selling their cloud technology, you know, like cloud technology consultant. That's when I go to like um, find people from my team, that's like the exact profile I look for from Oracle because they train them really well at Oracle. All right. Well, here in six months, go hire Zach. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, next week, Paradise. Few, so few, excited. A few highlights from the trailer. Casey, who we hardly remember from this season, is, is like passing out poolside and the, and the EMTs come in. Not quite sure what's going on there. Oh, that's what that was. Okay. Yeah. Um, a lot, of, I, and you may say, how did you know who it was? And I was like, well, I created all the bios on Fantasy for Reality for everyone. <laughs> so I'm very familiar with who all the cast is. You had um, to go real deep. Uh, a lot of crying. A lot of making, yes. a lot of making out, the yes. yet unnamed Casa Amor twist, and Jake, mm-hmm. Jacob doing some heavy Jacob naked Jacob doing some heavy making out with a couple of women. Yep, saw that. Uh, the girls screaming "F you, Jesse Palmer!" off the balcony after going to unnamed Casa Amor location. Yeah, and the oh no moment of the trailer that I cringed was Logan pulling in my girl Kate Gallivan. 
And I was oh like, no, we don't want Logan. We no, don't want I, I can't. We can't have Kate with Logan. That's that's not going to no, work for me. Okay, no, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have um, called that as your as your uh, my oh no moment from the from the yeah. trailer. Yep, that was but it. It makes sense. So you have some thoughts on Casa Moore in yes. Paradise and how it might be better than the way they pull this off on Love Island. Yes. So I actually okay. So Casa Moore on Love Island, um, it causes a lot of drama. But what always happens is like. I would say 90% of the time it doesn't actually break up the cut, the, the original couple. So it doesn't actually change any of the couple dynamics. I actually think it might be different on bachelor because everybody knows everybody in bachelor nation. Do you know what I mean? So like on love Island, it's all random people. So of course they end up staying with their original person because like they've known that person for three weeks. Whereas like this person is coming in brand new, but in bachelor nation, all the new girls that are coming in, they've been watching them on TV. Maybe they hung out with them at parties. Like they probably know of them, know their personality. So I actually think it will change more relationships than what typically happens on love Island. That's my hot take. Do you think we'll do it the same way where like the women go away and then we pipe new guys in there and then, then the guys stay put and we pipe new women in there. I don't know about that. Um, I think, or do you, or do you think it just guy, looks like the, it's one way? Yeah. Well, well, only one has to leave, right? It's just a matter of like, where do we get an influx? Like, for sure, we'll get right. it at Playa Escondida. Will we also right. get it where the the women are sent to, or is it is it too hard to do a second production set somewhere else that's not just? A I date? mean, Love Island does it. Love Island has a whole second house. Right, but yeah. I, I just mean for this production. Crew. Yeah, like, I don't know. It, like they do dates off site. They did right. do the couple seasons ago where everyone got to attend someone's wedding, but it was only like yeah. select people got to go. And there was right, a few yes. guests at the wedding. One of them was your homegirl, Whitney Fransway. And oh, yeah. And they um got to kind of bring some of those people back, if you will, from the wedding. Yep. Uh, so it has been done just not for multiple days or something like that so it'll be interesting to see how they execute on that yes for sure that was a lot that was a a a short season and a long season all at once Mm -hmm. yeah um because i mean to jesse's point there at the end like hey we heard you bachelor nation like essentially i i felt like that was like this didn't work with two bachelorettes yeah um, like it, it's too fast, it's too compressed that like these people don't even know each other. We don't know them as an audience. Yeah. Um, so that that made it for for a tough season. Like there was plenty of drama. We had plenty to talk about, though, right? So yeah, for so, sure. So in in that regard, um, a good season that way, right? Uh, where like, exactly. drama was high. Like I don't watch the show to see them be successful. Um, I watch it to be entertained. Yeah, and, which is good because uh, if I was watching it for them to be successful, be sorely I, disappointed. I, yes, that would be on a good run of bad luck. Yeah, exactly. But um, better or wor- I'll, I'll, I'm going to read off a couple seasons. You say better or worse? Better or worse than Michelle's season? Better. Better or worse than Katie's season? Better. Better or worse than the combined Claire Tasha Palm Spring season? Better. And I won't ask this one because I know the answer. Better or worse than Hannah Brown season? Worse. Yeah. Um, Hannah Brown was great. But you're right. Hey, putting it in that perspective, this was actually a really good season because it was just so much more than all those other seasons. Those other seasons were just so boring. Yeah, well, it was our first time in 
and out of the last four seasons where we were fully remote and able to move yes. or move around again, right? Michelle, Which is a huge difference. Michelle, they got to do it a little bit. Uh, those other two, not at all. It, it makes a difference just because, like, the the humans on the show feel different. The humans watching the show feel different when it's like. Yeah. It's just better TV. Yeah, that's actually a great point. I Hey, we had a lot to talk about. We had a lot to gossip about. So many opinions. So, yeah, I would net net positive. And, and, and now and, it's on to, on yeah. to bit. Yeah, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep it rolling with Paradise. We'll be back next week doing that. Well, like as any more Rachel Tino type stuff starts to trickle out, we'll we'll work that in. Um, as far as uh, what what Paradise looks like, it's traditionally been two nights a week. Looks like it's only gonna be one night a week, which I really like. Because, oh my god, good! We'll be able to keep up because four hours a week of Paradise, is, like as much as I love it, it's 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 a lot to to get that all watched and then and then come here and talk about it. So. Excited to at least for the at least for the first couple of weeks, it's Tuesday nights, uh, two hour two hour episode, and looking looking forward to to that. I encourage you to to go sign up, uh, you, you Kate and you the listeners um, for Fantasy Four Reality Fantasy the numeral four Reality for the new Paradise season. There are forty three draftable people. Not all of them will be there at the beginning. Ones that are are denoted with OG next to their name, and. Uh, you can also play along the new Survivor game. If you're listening uh, Wednesday, the 21st this week, the Survivor premiere. So play along both games with your friends, your colleagues, your coworkers. Um, final wrap on the Bachelorette: 4,410 points for my double the fun team, 3,070 for Kate's lovable dingbat. She'll be looking for the bounce back game <laughs> down at the beach in Mexico. Uh, exactly. Final thoughts before we go, Kate. It was a good. It was a good one. They they botched it from a production standpoint, but we got some entertainment out of it. Um, and hopefully, they've learned some lessons, and it just gets better from here. Whether they do one or two, I agree. Um, before we go, I want to remind everybody to follow us on Twitter at After Reality Pod, like the After Reality TV podcast page on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, After Reality Podcast. And, and Kate stepping in and, and getting us some more content there. So uh, thank you for that. Also, <laughs> as a reminder, to subscribe wherever you're listening now or wherever you, you like your podcast. Or you can check out our website, afterrealitypodcast.com. You can find me over on the Twitter, at Spencer Kitley. That's all one word. You can find Kate where? Instagram, Kate Stern Gunnarsson. And we remind you, until we talk paradise, that we love bears and Mexican food right here on After Reality. <laughs>